Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hi guys, I hope you are well. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Passion Mama in Conversation. This episode is another episode in the series, Mama's The Word, The Unspoken Truths About Motherhood, where I get to speak to mamas from the Passion Mama community to share their experiences of what it's been like being a mother, not only during the pandemic, but before and after speaking to mamas with children of all ages about their own experiences. Um, and I absolutely love it. I love getting to know you. I love getting to understand the realities behind motherhood, the similarities between the challenges that everyone faces, and also obviously the very, very deeply personal journeys that you're all on. It's not only inspiring me, but I'm sure, I'm hoping that it will inspire the wider community to help guide them on their own journey. So, you know, as always, my my inbox, my Instagram DMs are always open. If you want to share your story with me, please, please do get in touch. This episode is with Diana May P, who is a mama of one. In this episode, we really kind of go deep into her own dynamics with her mother, who she is a carer for, and how looking after her mother has really impacted the way that she considers her own family unit and how she is as a mother to her own child. We look at the relationships, not only with her and her husband, but also with her and her husband's family, and how different family dynamics can benefit um, you in terms of building your support network when you need help and about accepting the help when it's offered. That is a huge, huge thing that I, I'm learning is that you, it's a really challenging thing to do to accept help, but when you do, it's absolutely amazing. Diana May also recommends a bunch of podcasts, which I have started to listen to, which I think are really incredible. Um, and I will link to those in the show notes. But during Diana's care for her mother, she really tapped into mindfulness and embracing the power of positive thinking, which for so many people, we, myself included, understand the benefits, but actually putting it into practice is really, really challenging. And Diana May's story about or descriptions and experiences of her own personal situation has really, really made me reconsider how I'm thinking about things moving forward. So I really, really hope that this episode is full of wonderful nuggets and experiences that Diana May has shared with us in order to really help you along your journey. So pop the kettle on, uncork that wine, put your trainers on and head out for that walk wherever you're listening to this episode today. Enjoy. Diana May, hello, good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. Um, I'm excited to be meeting you for the first time properly today and to be talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to- Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, why don't we start by introducing yourself to the community? Um, hi, I said, my name's Diana May. I am a mother, sounds really weird still, but um, of a baby girl, Noelle, who is just, she just turned one year. So yeah, that's it. Congratulations, baby Noel. What a lovely, what a beautiful name. How has this year been for you? Um, it's been a definite roller coaster and a huge learning curve, but you know, a one that I'm grateful to have. Um, I think it's been difficult for everyone, regardless of you know the shape or size of your family. Um, but I think I'm navigating things like being a mum a wife, I'm also a carer for my mum as well. Um, and I'm her only child as well. So all of those different dynamics, managing them throughout the pandemic has been really, really challenging. Um, but there's light at the end of the tunnel, obviously. And there's, you know, loads of things that I've learned along the way, but it's, yeah, it's been a journey, definitely a journey. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I guess it's a, it's a journey and a learning curve in the best of circumstances. Yeah, the, the best learning curve possible, I guess, in the only, is the only scenario where I'd be grateful for this sort of steep baptism of fire. <laughs> so what are some of the things do you think you've learned in this last year? Um, oh, I'd say be patient with yourself, being kind to myself, like excessively kind and, and knowing what that looks like for me. I think it's really important. People say, oh, you know, be nice to yourself, be the best version of yourself. But what does that look like to you? And I think for me, just learning like to find little pockets of happiness and little pockets of peace throughout my day. Um, I mean, I don't always do it, but trying to work towards that has been really helpful. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned, just knowing what makes me happy, what little things I can do to reset and recharge myself um, while I kind of learn this new version of myself as a mum. Yeah, and how are you, how are you, processing and dealing with this new version of <laughs> I love it. I don't, um, it's I think um, trying to kind of understand that I'm wearing different hats at different times and that's okay and sometimes I don't want to wear a hat at all I just want to be me um, and that that's okay to do as well so I think I've been doing like a lot of listening to loads of different podcasts I've kind of like tried to change like my digital diet I know it sounds really pretentious but I really try to like change that and just change the things that I'm absorbing like at night I used to always like watch binge watch some sort of like tv show and now I'm trying to maybe read or listen to a podcast instead and just try to like surround myself and feed myself more positive things more insightful things and things that are more relevant to me and like my journey now like as a mum that's really nice. I'd never heard of digital diet before. I'm so into that work. Like, yeah, my digital diet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes sense. That so, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. And whenever okay. somebody asks me this, I, I never remember. Are there specific podcasts, for example, or books that you're reading that um, you'd recommend? There are a couple. Um, there's a podcast called Word by Megan Rose Lane, which I'm. I've just like. <laughs> completely fangirl over her obsessed with her <laughs> oh my it's not just me like it's like 
I found her through another podcast from called La La Let Me Explain. Um, and since then, it's literally like, I can't live without her. She's like this virtual person, this virtual mentor that I've never met. But just her being able to do that podcast, and they're really short as well. I don't like the podcasts that go on and on and on. And hers were like really small, really easy to digest and just felt so relevant to where I was like in my journey as a mom, as a person, and as a woman as well. Um, so I'd say, yeah, Megan Rosane, 100%. Um, there's um, someone called Lauren Thomas Johnson that I've been listening to. She's got this new podcast called Relationship Advice, um, which is, again, she's a mum as well. But I found just listening to people that are just really speaking a truth that resonates with me, because not everyone's truth is different, everyone's journeys are different. Um, but speaking things that like really resonate with me about the ups and downs of like their relationship, how she's coping, having like a blended family and stuff as well. And I just thought, I think those two, I'm trying to think what else I've listened to recently. Um, but Megan Rose Lane's like the top, top, top of my list in terms of, I think something that's really just transformed my mindset. That's really nice. That's really powerful that you've found something that that really resonates with you. I love that. And Megan Rose yeah. Lane, massive, massive girl crush vibes on that woman. She's I know. Epic. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I want to, you know, you, you, you touched on this um, relation, did you say relationship podcast? Yeah, that's what it's called. Great, relationship. <laughs> right. Do you mind, and, and so you, you mentioned, you said blended families as well. So are you part of a blended family? Would you mind letting, tell, telling um, me a little bit about your dynamic at home? Yeah, sure. So as I said, I live with my husband and then my mum, who I'm a carer for as well, and I'm her only child. I'm not part of a blended family, but I think just in terms of being a different family dynamic to what's known as like the conventional type in the sense that I'm a mum's only child. Um, and so being a main carer for her as well, Whereas my husband comes from like a more of a well-rounded family, brothers and sisters, they've all grown up together and stuff. And so we come from two very different family dynamics. And I think for me, um, kind of learning to accept that my version of a family is different to someone else's and learning how to merge the two, I think through motherhood, I found really tricky, you know, um, just obviously my husband wanting to say, you know, my mom can help out with this and my sister can help with this. And, my immediate response sometimes like well no because then it feels like because I don't have a big family I'm always using his family and I didn't there was like I think a personal barrier that I had to overcome with that um and also realizing that actually I can choose my own village you know like it doesn't have to be in the conventional sense of the word you know like the mum helps with this or the in-laws help with that like I can actually have friends you know sister friends that are happy to step in and I think practicing asking for help and then practicing receiving help as well. They're not like a switch that you can just, okay, I'm a mum now, so I'm gonna accept all the help. I think if you're someone that innately doesn't necessarily always take on help, you're quite independent and self-sufficient, which I have been, I, what I consider myself to be. My husband might say otherwise, but you know, um, generally I think it's quite difficult to say, you know, I need help or, someone offers it and you just say yeah without feeling like you're using someone if that makes sense and I think just trying to navigate that my husband's version of family looks different to my version of family as well um and that we both have to respect each other's versions of family and respect what help looks like to the other person 
Does that make sense? That does make sense. And that's really, really interesting. Um, you touched on so many things there. I guess the difference. Sorry, family... No, not at all. I love it. Um, the difference in family dynamics is, is I guess a tough one. I've not really, um, you know, I'm thinking of my own situation and, and my close friend's situation. I'd never really thought about how you, coming from different family setups will impact not only the way you want to then raise your child together, but also mm-hmm. the impact of accepting help when you, as you yeah. say, you can't sort of feel like you can reciprocate because your family unit is a different. Yeah. So you feel like it's always one-sided and then you start to feel a bit guilty and even though they're like, oh no, it's fine. Even though you know it's fine, you know, my husband's family, I've got a great great relationship with them. They're absolutely amazing, really welcoming, really loving. Even though all of those things are there, there's still something internally. And I won't call it pride. I think it's just, you know, without, again, I'm too pretentious, that whole like inner child thing, things that you have maybe subconsciously taken throughout your childhood into your adulthood. And I feel like there's just mentally something that I had to work towards and just kind of saying, they're my family too and I can accept help if someone's offering you help you, it's okay to accept it mm. like a sin to say yeah thanks you know come down on this day or things like that so um yeah I think also to for me to realize that that's something that I was doing as well even that took a while for me to kind of come to terms with um mm-hmm. But yeah, it is a really interesting that I'm still trying to work through, definitely. Mm. And would you say that it's impacting your relationship with your husband in any way, given that it's his family? Yeah, um, it's a, again, a learning curve. You know, you're, when we went to like antenatal classes, they did say you know, one of the things that you really should try and do is remember that you guys are married and remember that you're a couple, whether you're married or not, but remember that you guys are a couple and to still try and make time for each other because having a child can you know, really impact that dynamic. And I think obviously like for my husband, for him, it was a case of he can't, you can't expect someone else to understand your feelings based on their experience. Mm-hmm. And it goes both ways. So my experience as a mum, although I'd be like, well, don't you understand? How could you not get it? I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that. How could you not understand these things? But actually, it's impossible to ask someone else to do that. You know, they can respect it and they can hear you, but they can't always relate. And sometimes frustration can build up there because I thought, you know, he was playing, because of the pandemic, he also was wearing those different hats. You know, he's my husband. He's also Noel's dad. I mean, I want him to be like my baby group as well. I need him to be my best friend as well. I need him to be all these different things that, you know, at the same time. And with those things, he doesn't know that, but I'm like, well, how could you not know? There's no baby groups for me to go to. So you've got to be my baby group. You know, you've got to be this, you've got to be that. Um, without, you know, taking the time to realize, actually he's going through his own journey as well as a parent and as a husband. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely in those initial phases, it just took us a while to understand that we're wearing all these different hats, but actually just to kind of, I guess navigate and feel what parenthood looks like for us in this pandemic as well I think no one really knew what it was I still don't really know what it what it is or what's going what's going on but just trying to understand the way that those factors are influencing us and trying to not let that penetrate 
our relationship and our marriage in a bad way or in a negative way and just trying to actually use it as an opportunity to reset if that makes sense yeah that does make sense and honestly dynamate this sounds you know I don't know how long it's taken you to get to that point but it sounds very healthy (laughs) what you're doing you know I feel like I can speak a good game (laughs) if you come back when he's back from home and I'm just woken (laughs) up with like no sleep and Noelle's crying I don't sound the same (laughs) at all but um yeah as I said I feel like I really tried to just change a lot of the things that I'm absorbing around me um and just trying to look at things in a different way you know yeah it's a pandemic yeah everything's literally you know tits up but in the same breath there are silver linings everywhere and I think you know you hear a lot of these quotes that are like positive thinking and stuff I think it's really true that if you the good things are there if you look for them the positives are there you just have to look for them and you don't always see them immediately um again Megan Rose Lane quote um, she said in like a recent podcast that if you think of yourself as the sky and your emotions are the clouds and all the things that you feel they'll come and they will go all those frustrations those things that you don't understand those outbursts and stuff they will pass you just have to kind of give yourself time to feel them all and then let them go in their own time it's just so and as you say it's not necessarily getting it right every time it's just being aware of the situation uh-huh. so that some of the time you can get it right you this know? is it so like understanding okay I feel frustrated or this has happened and I think prior to having Noel, I felt really really scared about the fact because I'm a carer for my mum as well I was wondering will I be able to cope I don't have my mum's not able to provide like that sort of support I don't have any other siblings here like with my mum so it's like I felt am I going to be able to cope as a mum but because I think I was aware of those feelings before I had Noel, when those moments where I do feel really overwhelmed come, I can say to myself, you knew that it was going to be challenging, but you're here now and just take each day as it comes. You feel overwhelmed today. It's not going to last. You feel really frustrated today. It's okay. The frustration will go. What things can I do? Like I love listening to music in the shower. Like it's just I don't know there's something really therapeutic about like going in the shower and just being able to sing my heart out and so I know that okay if I can just get to the point where I can get in the shower and listen to music I'll be fine and that's like what I'll be working towards and I found like loads of little things that I can just hang on to like having I, my tea drinking has gone up like tenfold in the pandemic I can down like six seven cups of tea easily a day and I'll just be like content with that but I know that I'm just going to work towards that and then I can let everything go and start again and reset. And that's kind of like, I've been resetting probably every day <laughs> during the pandemic, but just being able to understand how to do that as a mum, and that I know that once Noel goes to bed at this time, that's it, just work towards that point, work towards that. And then you can breathe and you'll start again, you know? So, yes, I do know. I mean, you, this is amazing. There are so many things that I want to kind of ask you about. You know, if a mum is listening to this and she's not quite where you're at and, you know, yeah. maybe her, her, her baby is, you know, in those first few months and it's, it's feeling like a lot. a lot and it's heavy and there's no routine maybe and, and she hasn't been able to find time to mm-hmm. pee, let alone find the, mo- find the things that are make her feel good and can you know can help her reset do you have any advice for somebody in that situation Um, have a sponsor I have a friend um I call her like my sponsor but that person that you know like 
if you're on the edge or even if you've gone over the edge you can call them and they will just hear you out whatever state you're in i've got um one friend who literally without with the absence of like baby groups and all that sort of stuff and she had her little boy about six months six or seven months before i had noel i can call her anytime and she will just hear me and she'll be like i get it you're not going crazy i get it so it's like have that person that you know and it can be anyone it doesn't have to be your partner or a member of family it can be anyone it goes back to what i'm saying about being able to like pick your own village it doesn't have to be in the conventional sense of you know family family it can be whoever you want it to be and just have someone that you can go to that's a safe space that you know that you won't feel judged you won't feel anything and i think someone that you know will just hear you i know again it sounds really pretentious saying i want to be heard but someone that will just get it um it doesn't even have to be another mum just someone that you know that you can call them and they will just make you can come off the phone and feel lighter i think any time that you can spend time with someone and when you leave them you feel like do you know what everything might be okay that's that person whoever that person is for you that's that person that you need to call when things just might get a bit too much and if things get too much that's okay cry like crying is great have a good cry there's no shame there's times when i've literally held noelle at night and four in the morning and just cried but then i've looked down at her and been like okay we can do it not tomorrow but right now like just focus on that moment um i heard on like i don't remember what podcast this was ah but a really good quote saying like be where your feet are um and it's just a case of what i took from that to mean is when those moments feel like i can't go on just stop and be like, I'm here right now. And right now, I'm okay. You know, I think, um, again, my same friend, that's a sponsor, Sabrina. Um, she said whenever she gets moments that felt too much, she would write. And I've been writing as well. Like, just write down her thoughts or her thoughts on why she wanted to have children, what her favourite things are about her baby. Like, I am obsessed with, like, Noelle yawning. The sound of her yawn just makes me go... And so just being able to have a sponsor or have that person that you can speak to that will be able to share your experience without judgment, without negativity, without making you feel like you're doing something wrong and just remembering those things that those times that make you feel happy. Like when you look at your baby, and you're like, do you know what? This is okay, you know? And I think it's, it's easy for me to say now because Noelle's not here crying in my ear <laughs> you know it's not three in the morning and yeah. she's not sleeping you know but those are things I think it just takes practice nothing is going to happen like that everything takes practice it takes practice to try and be positive when things feel really really shit it takes practice to see the positive it takes practice to be able to say I'm going to call someone and I'm going to cry on the phone or I'm going to cry then I'm going to call them and say I just cried you know, um, I think all those things take practice. So just be patient and it will come. And even when it comes, then it's going to go and it's going to change. And that's OK. Yeah, I was going to ask because you said at the beginning that, you know, this year has taught you so much and has changed you. Have you always been I mean, you sound like a very positive person in the fact. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> in the fact that you may not always be positive, but the fact that you can you can see a positive spin in situations that mm -hmm. when you're particularly when you're feeling down. Yeah. Would you, and, and you, you seem to be also now 
relatively in tune with your emotions, which you kind of have mm-hmm. to be in order to do that. Would you say you were like that before Noel came along? Definitely not. Um, I read a book that kind of changed everything for me. It was a few years before I think I had Noel, and I was really struggling with being a carer for my mum because um, she has Parkinson's, which is really, really advanced. And I was really struggling with that. And I read this book called Mindfulness for Carers. At the time, I didn't know what mindfulness was. I didn't know what it meant. Um, I just was like, I'm in a really, really low place and I needed something. Um, and the more I read the book and I it spoke about all the different exercises that you could do. And I was like, I have no idea why I'm practicing mindful eating, whatever. I'm just going to try it, see how it goes. But I was like, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing these exercises. And I started one day, it's like things just started to click and I started to understand why mindful eating could be helpful. And it sounds ridiculous, but what it kind of taught me to do is just to be more present. And as I said, I think I really had to change all the things that I was absorbing. And I still consider myself to be on like a journey. I mean, yesterday my husband was like, you're so negative in the mornings when you wake up and you've not slept. I'm just trying to be positive. And I was like, I'm not being negative I'm just tired <laughs> you know but I'm aware that that's what it is and I think as you said it goes back to just being aware and I think if you can be more aware of your emotions and understand what you're feeling and just take the time to work actually I'm tired and that's why I'm frustrated I'm not just frustrated for no reason I'm frustrated because I'm tired and I'm scared that tonight it's going to be the same thing again and again and again but I think the awareness that that's what those emotions are is what's really helped me. So no, I haven't been like this forever. It's definitely a new thing that I'm trying to kind of grab hold of and trying to learn and be more aware of and just trying to improve on really. Because I think in this day and age, with all, I mean, as I said, with the pandemic and stuff, I think you need everyone needs to latch on to something. And for me, that's been what I've been able to kind of hold on to and just trying to use as like my anchor to kind of keep me grounded and keep me in a positive, a positiver, a more positive mindset, if that makes sense. I'm definitely not like all roses and, you know, sunflowers it's not me at all but I really do want to be more balanced so that I say I'm more balanced as a person not necessarily more positive but I'm way more balanced and I'm trying to be more positive yeah that makes total sense and that sounds really wonderful the book mindfulness for carers would you recommend that to people who aren't necessarily even carers um yeah actually um because what it speaks about is not necessarily, I can't even remember. I can remember what the book looks like, but I can't remember who it's by. Um, I just got it off like Amazon one day, but I'd say because of things that it touches on are like how to cope with stress, how to reset. And it speaks through the science behind stress and what's happening in your mind when you feel stressed. And when I started to be able to realize that and realize the purpose behind the mindfulness exercises that it gives you, that's when, but again, it's through practice. Yeah. I recommend it to anyone because as I said, it's not specifically about being a carer, just that being a carer is a really stressful thing to go through. Um, but I definitely would recommend just mindfulness in general, because what it's about for me is becoming more aware of your emotions and it's giving you tools on how to do that, um, which I think is helpful for anyone in any situation, any walk of life, you know, parent or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, so true. Um, and I'll find the book and I'll probably link to it in the show notes because I was, I was saying when I, when I said who aren't carers, I wasn't thinking of mums. Mums are absolutely carers. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of myself. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I'll find, I'll dig that book out and put it if in. I the find it, I'll send it to you as well. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's great. So the exercises just did feel really weird and, you know, but when I started to do them, I realized actually like I get it. It takes a while, it takes practice, but after a while, like when the penny starts to drop, I think it's just a great thing. You feel more enlightened, if you want to call it that, or just more like, actually, things aren't so bad. You know, they say the or the good, the good gets better, and I think it's true, but it's something that you have to practice to apply, and it doesn't always work. If you see me in the middle of a domestic, I'm not that person <laughs> at all. How long did it take for the penny to drop, did you think? Hmm, this is a good question. I'm still waiting. No, um, I'd say I'm trying to remember when I got the book. I think just maybe a few months because I think it drops in different ways. I think yeah. for me, it wasn't really until maybe while I was pregnant or shortly after I had Noel. But I think we have a habit as humans of when things are hard, that's when we want to be reactive. I've got to read the book now because I'm feeling crap. And then like you forget it. And I think I fell into that. And it was a case of actually, I think at the start of the pandemic, being able to go back to those things that I've learned and really draw on them. And that's when I could use them to find moments of peace within my day and understanding um, there's a thing in this book, Mindfulness of Coast, where they talk about peak moments. And an example that they give is like being able to watch the sunrise or watch the sunset. And for you, well, for me, a peak moment is just a moment of content, a moment of actually, I'm really happy now. Like this makes me happy. This makes my soul happy or whatever. And like, for me, I was thinking, well, actually, what are those peak moments for myself? And when I was able to understand what those are for myself, I know that that's what I need to reset from having a shit day. That's what I need to recharge. And those are things that I need to do and understanding when I need to do them. And those are things that have helped me to kind of yeah, just be a bit more present and balanced. That's really lovely. And I wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry that your, your mum is suffering from Parkinson's. It must be um, like, how have you managed? How have you coped looking after so many people? That's a tough one. Um, there are days when I feel like I actually can't. Honestly, there are days where it's just like, this is too much. And then I have to remember this feeling of being overwhelmed, it will pass. Just let it be here whatever that feeling is you know, just let it sit here um don't let it move in just let it visit and then it will go and um it is it's really difficult I think um I think for anyone that is a carer in that sense when you're caring for a loved one particularly a parent and watching your parent go through that is really really hard and I think mm. it's not something that I'd want anyone to go through but in the same breath I've just tried to say to myself that maybe I'm going through this and then afterwards I'll be able to help someone else through their journey. Afterwards I'll be able to, you know, share some things that I've learned that will help someone's journey of this be a little bit easier. And so that's just kind of what I try to take from it. And again, I really have to focus on the positives with that because if you don't, it will send you, you know, completely loopy. I think you just have to really try and remember that my mom's still here. She's still able to experience Noelle, you know, even though she's not always present. If she hears Noelle laugh, she'll be like, oh, and that will bring her joy. And then that is the moment that I have to hold on to. That's what I have to try and focus on and wait for that moment to come again. When the times when I feel crap, I think, do you know what? There are, I've got Noelle here. And that was my biggest thing. I wanted my mom to be able to experience being a grandparent. And 
take pictures and stuff like that. I went through a phase of not wanting to take pictures because my mum might not have looked a lot. She might have looked like she was ill. And I spoke to a friend of mine, she was like, look, you don't know what this life is going to hold. Like, take those pictures. So that Noelle has them, you know, don't make it necessarily about you. Make it about Noelle. So she can look back and be like, oh, I did have a relationship with my grandma, you know? And this was on my first birthday. My grandma did this. And on my grandma's birthday, you know, I was there and making those memories. And then I can look back on those and be like, do you know what? It's okay. You know, it's just change, you know? Yeah, totally. Gosh, Diana May, I could talk to you all morning. Um, <laughs> thank you for just being so open and and honest and sharing with, with what you're going through and how you've been coping. I think it's really, really humbling and inspiring to hear hope I wasn't rambling too much no and I love a ramble um I I I do I do have one last question for you which I ask all mums on on the podcast motherhood no two days are the same it has its ups and downs and its rounds and rounds but how would you describe motherhood today in this moment um without trying to I want to think so I'd give like a good answer because I don't want it to be like oh it's difficult it's this it's a whirlwind it's a roller coaster because it is all of it all of those things but um it's I don't know a journey I don't want to say journey because that just sounds so cliche oh it's a journey but it's the one of the greatest gifts you know I want to try and be positive about it. it's a great gift and it's unique because we're living through a special time. Mm-hmm. We're living through history. And I think to be able to, you know, I think when, when you're in school, you learn about the plague and all these different things that happened in history. You're like, oh, sounds weird, poor them. But actually we're now living, <laughs> we're living through it now. So to be able to, but it's true, you think about, oh, you know, the plague, what's that? But actually we're living through like our version of it right now. So to be able to go back and to say to Noel, do you know what? We conquered this. Like you were born in a crazy time, but actually we've conquered it. Um, and I can tell her all these things. She's going to be like, for you. But, <laughs> you know, I think for me, that's kind of what I take from it. It's a journey, but we're living through a really, really unique time and just take it day by day um, and focus on the fact that it's an opportunity to reset. There aren't baby groups and there aren't all these things, but there are other things. There are great online communities like yourself that, you know, that are coming out and there are loads of just, it's, they're new things to learn. They're new things to attach. And I guess it's, it, we're going mm-hmm. through a new version of motherhood, a new version of parenthood, um, a very virtual version, albeit, but you know, it's new and it's unique and it's our version of it. Um, does that even remotely answer your question or was it just a stream of consciousness? Stream of consciousness, <laughs> but it did answer the question and I love it. I love okay. it. It's your, it's your version of your journey in this unique moment. Yeah. In history, and I think yeah. that is absolutely true and, and really, really amazing and powerful. Um, Diana May, thank you so much for talking to me. I, I really appreciate it and I can't wait for, for the community to listen to it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,